What's up you guys? This is another episode of Chatter With You Matter. We are kicking off the semester with a talk about healthy relationships. This is Baylor. I'm going to be your new host for the year. Also, disclaimer, all of these phone calls are a phone call. So with COVID-19, we're unable to be in person. That being said, the sound quality of the other guest speaker might be a little less than mine. Um, all right, let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome to our first podcast of the semester, and I'm here with Evelyn. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah, I'm a senior at Chico State, majoring in psychology, and currently interning, interning with New Matter, and today we'll be talking about healthy relationships and healthy boundaries. Awesome. Okay, well, let's just dive in. Um, So how do you think having a healthy relationship is crucial to your mental health? Well, relationships are really such a huge element for our own well-being. So being in a solid relationship is really a great way, um, an awesome foundation, actually, to having a successful relationship with your own mental health. So I know lots and lots of people um, sadly, that are in unhealthy situations, and that has such an effect on how they perceive themselves, how they see the world, and overall how they they feel, and it can negatively affect them. So that's why I encourage people to really focus on having healthy relationships and um, just on having better communication, better boundaries, and overall a solid foundation. Totally. I totally agree. I think that having a healthy relationship with something that's so close to home, um, you need to keep your home in check. So if they're kind of out of place, that makes you feel out of place. So I totally agree. Oh, definitely. People do affect the way we feel about ourselves. Um, And relationships have a huge impact, not just romantic, but also in terms of our friendships, our coworkers. This applies to pretty much any relationship you have romantic or otherwise 100% and I feel like some people forget that the relationship is not just for romantic ones it's a relationship with your friends with your family with everyone around you your roommates I feel like that's really really important now especially since we're all kind of stuck with each other Mm -hmm. Um, especially the roommates and family that is really difficult right now with me especially like staying with family and Chico it's it's been quite a lot, but yeah. that's where good boundaries and communication come into play. 100%. So what would you say is a really good way to establish boundaries without feeling like you feel like you're overstep, not overstepping, but like being bossy? I feel like some people feel like they can't set boundaries because they don't want to feel uptight or they don't want to feel like, in quotes, a prude or something like that. So how are some ways you would open up a conversation to boundaries. Yeah, and that's understandable. So I would say a great example would be with roommates or with family members, people that you live with, because at this point in college, none of us can really afford to live on our own. Mm -hmm. So we all have to deal with people, be it roommates, be it family, be it whoever, um, your boyfriend, girlfriend. So when it comes to boundaries, 
it's definitely about expressing what you need. Say, let's see, for example, if you um, are in the Zoom meeting, if you're in Zoom conferences, or you're just trying to study for something and you need that quiet space and that alone time, communicating that to your, your family and friends so that they can hopefully respect that. Um, one thing that has really helped me personally in establishing boundaries with my own family is um, to have a separate space for myself. I have, there's an extended part of the house that we converted into my desk, which I'm super happy for because this little spot basically saves my sanity. Whenever I come in here, I know that I will be alone, that I won't be interrupted, and I communicate that with my family, like, hey, I have a meeting at this time. Please leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, like it's important. Can you guys give cool. me some space for this much time? And little things like that can make such a big difference, honestly. I agree. I think I actually saw an Instagram post, I think, by Weed Urban the other day. And it was saying, like, if you want a healthy relationship and you are trying to create boundaries, like, you can't expect people to have mind reading powers, you know? You need to make sure mm-hmm. that they know what you want so that way they can not only hold themselves accountable but you can also if something were to happen you have that thing to be like hey like I said this and this and that way it's not not lost in communication oh my gosh yeah definitely um yeah communication is one of those harder elements because I feel like we all kind of know what we want Mm -hmm. we can sometimes expect our partner to just know what we want, like, oh, he'll be able to tell that I need space if I, like, you know, seem cranky or if I, he obviously should be able to know. But then the reality is, like, some people, we just don't, we can't read your mind. And that's where communication really comes in handy and just telling your partner and also feeling comfortable enough with your partner to communicate that. And that's one of the factors, actually, in if you do have a healthy relationship, one of the factors is having that trust and that safety. Like you feel comfortable basically in sharing your thoughts and your feelings with your, your friends, your family, like having that feeling of safety that they'll listen to you. I feel like that is a very big foundation in a healthy relationship is like trusting communication because if you don't, have that feeling safe and mutual respect, then that communication that we were talking about isn't going to go the way that we want to. Or yeah, um, being open, just being yourself, that's not going to feel the same if you don't feel safe. So I feel like that's like number one in how to have a healthy relationship. Just make that, make sure that you feel safe and make sure they feel safe. You know, you want them mm-hmm. to feel just as safe as you are. I will say, too, um, communication is a two-way street. It's a completely two-way street where both partners can speak to each other and also feel heard. You could be communicating your needs perfectly. You could be saying, hey, I need this, I need this, and I feel this way when this. But if your partner isn't listening, there's really no point. Yeah. Same thing goes for when they communicate to you. If you're not listening to them, if you're not taking them seriously, it defeats the whole purpose. So true. I feel like that's such a valid point with the two-way street because we can feel like I'm telling you what I need and what I want, but if they're not listening, then you're getting nowhere. 
What are the steps to having a healthy relationships in like what you need to make sure that you have to know that your relationship's healthy, honest, happy? Yeah, well, I do have a, like a set of, I guess, what you would call positive signs. And those positive signs can include, we talked about feeling safe is a huge factor, mm-hmm. massively and super important. Also, um, having that honesty, that level of honesty in your relationship where you both know that you can tell each other everything and that you'll be upfront. Another big part is also equality, um, having it be fair. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, give and take and having that, that both members matter and both members are important in the relationship. Um, and just also, of course, communicating with each other, having that open dialogue, um, the trust to really um, be there for each other. It's really like a team effort. And if you feel like you're a team and you're a unit, then that's definitely a good way to go. And you have a strong foundation there. I think feeling like a team, like you're on the same side. You don't want to feel like it against someone. It's not a competition. You're working together to make both of your lives work better honestly and whatever that's what relationships are all about is working to make each other's lives better 100 percent. and I I feel like us as college kids too like we can totally forget that um that our relationships even with our teachers like those should be two-way streets like they should be wanting to help you your roommates should be wanting you to succeed and I feel like we forget that we're just as important as they are we're all we're all just trying to play the game of life, you know, so we got to support each other. Yeah, and that's a huge, huge thing to keep aware of as well, especially when it comes to your own, when we talk about boundaries again, there is a way to have those healthy boundaries where you can say no and you can really define your needs, your values, your worth, and understand that those are just, that your needs are just as important as the needs of others. So having balance is super key and really just respecting yourself in any relationship is also important. So before we get a little more into boundaries, do you want to talk about some of the unhealthy relationship tendencies that we can see that sometimes you don't even notice that it's happening, but then once you realize, you're like, wow, this is really like not helping my life or relationship in any way, like it needs to change. Oh, definitely, yeah. There are quite a few key signs um, when it comes to unhealthy relationships. A few of those that I've noticed um, in my own journey is that, first of all, feeling like it's not equal, where basically one partner controls the other, um, one partner is overly jealous of the other, um, it becomes a very tense situation mm-hmm. where there's hostility, where there's um, passive aggressiveness there's no good communication and where feelings are left to sit and fester instead of bringing them up and communicating them mm-hmm. um, another issue if you have a partner that may be unhealthy for you is if they're um, you know unpredictable if they have poor self-control if they have poor management of their own emotions and feelings and that can also go into like dependence where you have a partner that basically needs you to be their their mom or, or their parent figure mm-hmm. that 
has to have their needs taken care of by you. So all of these things are definitely signs that you may not be in the best relationship or you may not have the best partner. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship is your well-being. Mm-hmm. Because people in healthy relationships generally have low levels of stress. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they don't feel like they're controlled. They don't feel worried or anxious with their partner. They just feel comfortable and at ease. Yeah. And that's the biggest difference between someone who's happy in a relationship and someone who's not is how is your mental health? That's a huge indicator yeah. of how the relationship is going. And I think it's really just like proving to make more of a point is just like it's so important because it's not just an unhealthy relationship because when once you have that unhealthy relationship, you're leaning towards an unhealthy mental state. So it's like it's not just that one friend or that one boyfriend or girlfriend. It's it it leaks into other parts of your life, you know, so you need to make sure that that's OK. So it's not turning all the other apples bad, you know. Oh, 100%. It can easily become something really toxic that impacts areas of your life. Totally. So it's, that's why it's so important to make sure that you have someone that really supports you and really communicates with you and just someone that you feel comfortable with and that you trust. Mm-hmm. That all really ties into you know communication, communicating your needs, and having the boundaries, and just picking a good partner that values and respects you. Mm-hmm. You touched on um, jealousy, so I want to do, I know like we said earlier that one thing that we need to keep in mind is relationships aren't just romantic. Um, In my experience, I've had a couple times where I've noticed that jealousy is huge in friendships, like it is not just in romantic relationships, because especially when you're hanging out with someone every day and then one day they decide to go hang out with someone else, like you can feel jealous, and I feel like that's kind of a a vibe check to yourself, you know? Like, you gotta be like, hey, like, these people have their whole lives just like you do, so you need to make sure that you know that you're only a portion of it, and you don't have any entitlement to their time, their resources, their love. Like, they should, since it is a two-way street, if you are putting that out, they should be definitely giving it back, but I think jealousy in friendships is is big and I think we kind of act like it's not but I think it's a really big damper on a relationship when people are overly controlling or jealous of your other interesting okay well personally I haven't dealt with that thankfully but I can definitely see where it's played in some scenarios um I will give you one example is when I used to be really good friends with this guy and he was we would play video games together we would just talk over the phone together and then he got a girlfriend mm-hmm. and ever since then I, our friendship has just trickled into not much actually because he just wouldn't have time because he would be with her mm-hmm. and some people I, some people just make their partner their whole world and neglect their friendships and uh, it just makes me sad to see that, you know, he's not putting the same investment in our friendship as he used to mm-hmm. before he got into that relationship. Totally. I think that happens a lot, too, when people just start a relationship, a romantic one, is 
they become it becomes their whole world and then they lose not only like the people around them but I think they start to lose a little bit of themselves because just like with I said how your friend is only a piece of your pie same with that relationship like it should make you feel good and fulfill you but it shouldn't be your only fulfilling factor you know so I feel like balance is just such another big important um step to having a healthy relationship is they should want the whole world for you but they shouldn't be your entire world I like that that metaphor of the pie that's a really good one yeah you see what I use in my like when I describe it to people it's um like an ice cream cone you know how you stack the okay. different flavors on top of the ice cream cone and then you have a little cherry on top so ideally we want to have those foundations set up like oh i have strawberry and that's my education and you know i have uh, vanilla and that is my my hobby is my interest and i feel like um relationship romantic definitely should be the cherry on top of an already good life of an already good solid foundation 100 percent. not the entire thing by any means no <laughs> that's a terrible terrible sign and a terrible way to go because this this friend of mine who ended up cutting off his friends for this girl what's going to happen when they break up exactly. or what's going to happen when they get into a fight who's he going to reach out to it's so easy to somehow demolish your support system for for this one part of your life and i feel like I mean, having a romantic partner can be super important to you, or it could just be, like, not that big deal. But I think, like, that saying where, oh, you make me whole. Oh, like, you're my other half. I understand the, the, the happiness behind it. I get where they're coming from. But I think that we should be whole before we find someone, you know? I feel like that's so Definitely. important. Definitely. Because then you become so, you're relying on them for so That's much. codependency. It's not going to work out in the long run. Speaking, Speaking of codependency, I do have some notes on that, actually. <laughs> let's talk about it. Tell me what you that got. That has to do with having a bad boundary management, or having a bad boundaries, boundaries basically. Boundaries are everything. Unhealthy boundaries, right? It, it all comes back to boundaries and communication which I think we've said that like a million times during this episode but that's okay we got to drill it into your heads yeah and it's really important if you're gonna take one thing away let that be it Mm -hmm. so how you were talking about like um you complete me or you're my whole world that is the scariest language to use honestly I think instead of you complete me or we complete each other it's more of we complement each other. We have our own lives, but we also share some beautiful moments together. Like we both are separate, but together, if that makes sense. Totally. I think that, I mean, as women at least, we're so drilled, we've been so drilled in our heads to aspire to have that relationship. And it's, I mean, for sure can be great, but yeah, I think that we should be making each other's lives better, not being each other's whole life. Like, exactly like what you're saying. Especially with the ice cream analogy. So, going into more boundaries, um, 
when it comes, saying no is a super big one and super, um, talked about one these days with consent, um, I think that becomes a little, sadly, blurred lines when you're in a relationship is the question kind of goes off the table, if that makes sense. Um, but I think that we need to, like, if you want, if you wanted to kiss someone, say, but you're in a relationship, you don't, I guess, okay, scratch that, we're starting over. Oh, you don't have to ask. Yeah. It's more, like, implied, like, hey, you're my girlfriend, like, it's fine if I do all this stuff to you. Exactly. Because you're my girlfriend. As if it's almost, like, (laughs) ownership. Uh-huh. Ownership. Oh, that's that's a dirty word. Exactly. Like that word. It's so gross. And it's like, <laughs> for some reason, we have it in our brains that saying no is like off the table once you're in the relationship. And I feel like we need to open that conversation up where if you've been dating for five years, but you don't, you don't want to have sex tonight, like that should be obvious, you know, like you shouldn't have to have a fight or feel like you're doing something wrong. It's still your body, okay? Mm-hmm. Your husband, your boyfriend, your partner, whatever, they don't own you. They don't own your body. That is still yours. And so you still have a right to say whether or not you want something from them. Like, no, I don't want to kiss you right now. Or, no, I don't want to have sex tonight. You have a right to say that. It's 100%. your body. And I think that has, if you don't feel like you can say that, I think that's that's a hey you're not feeling very safe, you know, because if you're in a happy, healthy relationship, you should be feeling safe with them, and you should have no, no controversy for saying no, you know? Let me tell you, I have, uh, I have two shirts, actually, that I, I, I wore when I was single, I still wear it now, and now that I'm in the relationship, and it says, my body, not yours. And I still stand by that. Like, I still wear the shirt. I still wear it. Oh, yeah. um, back when I was single, it basically meant, like, my body doesn't belong to any of you. You know, whoever I'm dating, it doesn't belong to you. And now that I'm in a relationship, it still applies. Like, 100%. it's still my body. You're you're welcome to it if I allow you to. But it's still my body. And that also comes into, you know, having that excessive control over someone, mm-hmm. which... Like, one partner's above the other. That should never be the case. You know, it's sexually exploring. There has to be consent there as well. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to try things without your partner's consent. That's super important, too. Totally. Talking about those boundaries, um, you obviously have needs, and the other person in a relationship obviously has needs. How do you find a way to meet those needs but without compromising your um, opinions or beliefs so that you can fulfill their needs? You already have the answer. You said compromise. Compromise, obviously, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's big, very positive way, for sure. Because Yeah, I, can be it's funny how it can go both negative or positive. Like, I'm going to compromise my needs. But you guys can also compromise so that both of you have your needs met and respected. Totally. Um, so, I guess an example would be, you know, when we go to that topic again of consent, and if your partner wants to, um, you know, have sex night and you don't feel like it, how do you compromise then? Well, obviously, you say how you feel and what you will accept and not accept. And your partner, it 
can definitely accept that answer and find another way to satisfy themselves. There's always a compromise to something. You know, I used to date, uh, back in the day, I used to date a conservative. I'm very liberal-minded. So we both made an agreement to not talk about politics. <laughs> and that was that was our boundary. Like, hey, we're not going to argue on politics. And we're yeah. not going to... You can have your beliefs, I can have mine, and that's okay. We're just going to both agree to disagree and not yeah. argue over something that is not worth the argument. And I think that's... I love how you did that because I think that's important to do, especially in a time like this. Like, everyone is totally entitled to their own opinions, but going into relationship, if you know that other person's opinions, you should not be bringing up that later in a relationship to use it against them, you know? Like, I think it's important to have that communication and say, we're not going to talk about this because then it's it's setting the ground and it's setting the tone that you're not going to talk about it and that way you can't have a meaning not meaningless but a unnecessary argument over something that yeah. you already knew yeah like hey you know i'm more liberal minded than you and i just want you to know that it's probably best if we don't um go into any arguments or just yeah just state what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with and this actually goes back to um having your deal breakers and knowing what your deal breakers are and communicating those deal breakers. That's super important at the beginning of any relationship, really. Um, find out, um, you know, if you're not comfortable with drugs, find out if they are comfortable with drugs. And if they are, communicate that and just different things like that, you know, mm-hmm. religion, um, political affiliation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I feel like that stuff is as touchy as those things are. It's so important to get it out at the beginning or else you can be left with, like, a hole where you don't know where it ends, you know? Um, Yeah, and you can find out too late that, oh, darn, they have a deal breaker. Like, you know, a year into the relationship. My sister, um, poor thing, like, she got into a relationship with someone and she was very much in love and she found out like I don't know six months into a relationship that he was a pot addict and he smoked pot every day and she is super super against it so that basically caused them to break up but that could have been resolved early in the relationship if they would have had that conversation like hey I'm not comfortable with any form of drug you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so totally yeah um with those deal breakers I think that it's important that we say um because we were talking about compromise and how um, useful it can be and how, I mean, easier said than done with communication for sure. But I think with that communication, those deal breakers are not to be compromised. I think that when you go in a relationship, you know what you want out of it. And there's some things where you could say, okay, like I could do this instead of this, but a deal breaker is a deal breaker. You know, like you can't, tell yourself oh just because they do this like I guess it's fine because the minute you got in that relationship you knew that that was a no and I feel like you're kind of going on your own values unless you have like a really heart-to-heart with yourself well you have to understand where your lines are and Mm -hmm. what you're willing to accept and not accept totally so 
more into boundaries um valuing each other's time i know that we talked about jealousy and um hanging out or being their whole world but i think valuing someone's time is something you don't always think about when you think about relationships um but i think it's really important because we all are on our own clock you know we're not really unless you have a job and have to be in at a certain time, we're not on someone else's clock. So I think it's important for you and your partner to um, to discuss how much time you want to be spending together if you're spending too much time together, if you're spending too little time together, you know, and, like, tell them what you need, what they need, and figure it out. Yes, that is definitely a very good thing to talk about. It's one of those um, factors that you have to really communicate with your partner about because depending on how busy you are you might need more time with them or less time with them and it also depends on how busy they are and what they have going on Mm -hmm. so agreeing on a certain timeline like hey we can meet up on Wednesday nights for our dates we can meet up Friday nights and you can have Thursday to work on your stuff totally and that way you are able to keep yourself accountable and be like okay yeah like every Wednesday we have date night that way there's no oh, sorry, I forgot, or, oh, something came up. And if something does come up, we shouldn't be telling them last minute or standing them up, you know? You should be like, hey, I have a big work project on Thursday. Can we skip Wednesday? Let's do it Friday. And I think it's important to communicate if you feel like you need less time with them or you need more time. Because like we said at the beginning, no one's a mind reader, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that can be a bit of an awkward conversation to have. Like, hey, um... So I want to see less of you. Yeah. Can I see less of you? <laughs> totally. But at the same time, if you don't, then there's, like, some built-up resentment that nobody yes. really knows where it's coming from. You're going to get stressed out, and yeah. you're going to feel like you're losing control of your own world, of your own, like, oh, my gosh, I didn't use that. I haven't met up with my friends. I haven't, blah, blah, blah. It'll just be stressful instead of um, having that good time together. Totally. So, yeah, me and my partner are both very busy people. We both have so much going on throughout the week. But we've, uh, we've basically shared each other's schedule with each other. And so we, uh, we basically agree on, like, when we're going to meet. Oh, let's do Wednesday night. We both have a gap that night. Or let's do Friday night. Let's, we both have a gap that time. And if we both need, if either of us needs more time for school, that's totally fine because our priority it's, is school. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that we are so as humans like social and we always want to make plans with people and we always want to do this this and this and answer the phone and pick up the text but sometimes we need to be like you know what i i actually need an extra night to work on my homework like i just and we are scared to say no because you feel like you're letting them down but if you don't you're letting yourself down so i think it's like also we need to remind ourselves that the relationship is a two-way street like we said and like we're one of those streets and you have to stay accountable for knowing what you want and what you need or else it just you're expecting them to give you something that you haven't said you wanted also quality versus quantity if you're going to spend time with them you don't want to spend that time with them being worried about all the things you haven't done you want it to be focused just on them so it would be worth it. It would be worth, like, hey, instead of meeting up one time or two times this week, let's meet up one time this week. Sure, it'll be less, but that time together will be a lot more enjoyable. Exactly. And you, like, 
appreciate it so much more and you're not yeah. thinking like you said about other things that you're supposed to be doing and just didn't have time because you have your things taken care of and that is like the best feeling in the world is like yes i got my things done now i can go and have fun totally well, this has been awesome. I feel like we've talked about a lot of ways to set healthy boundaries um, and also point out boundaries that have been crossed or how to fix some stuff. I think we covered pretty much most of what I had to talk about. And it really, I think first and foremost, you matter, which 100%. is funny because we're called you matter. Uh, first and foremost, yeah, you your world is your world and you get to choose who you let in. And you get to choose who you give your time to. Yes. So value that. Value yourself. And they should have value. Oh, the I'm, time sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Totally. Go ahead. Um, I was just saying, like, value yourself, and they should value the, the the time that you're giving to them because time's money, man. Like, if someone's giving you their time a day, like, you should be giving them yours too. Yeah. Absolutely. The mutual respect. The mutual. And just knowing that who you are, where you stand, it's like having that solid ground to stand on is probably the biggest um, takeaway from any of this is just having that strong sense of who you are Mm -hmm. and what you want. guys just one last thing before i go don't forget to check out the wildcat food pantry it is still open on campus and you can be getting free food and saving money it is for the students from the school make sure you take advantage of what we have also don't forget to check out our instagram and our blogs lastly there is peer coaching going on it's available through instagram and the website Um, There's five-minute exercises, there's creative writing prompts, and even some mindfulness exercises. Make sure you check that out. Okay, well, this has been amazing. It's been the first (laughs) podcast. I'm excited. Um, All right, well, bye, guys. Um, Hope to see you in a couple weeks with the next podcast. This was Baylor and Evelyn. Um, Have a good one. You matter. Bye.